Praise God. If you would stand, if you're a guest with us tonight, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here. Praise God. Amen. Just hold on this. It's just killing me. Just give me one second. I'll preach better, I promise. Where'd that box go? You're just killing me over here, man. You're killing me. Goodness gracious. I feel the preaching spirit coming on me right now. Woo! Holy Ghost. Every time I use shout, I might just go get another cookie. Amen. Go with me to John chapter 11. John chapter 11 and... Let's jump down to verse 32, and then I'll have you be seated, and I'll go back and read some other verses. But I know the longer you stand, the quicker your ears turn off. So John chapter 11, verse 32, very familiar story. But I believe tonight we're going to come at it from an angle you've never heard before. So don't dismiss me because you know the story because I guarantee you've never thought of it this way because I've never thought of it this way until the Lord shared it with me. John 11, verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother would have not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and he said, where? Have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. I want to preach to you for a few moments tonight. Take me to the place. Take me to the place. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to go back, if you would, just for the context of tonight. I want to go back to the first verse. Let's read a few verses uh, tonight. To get the context of the story once again. Verse number one. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany. The town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which it, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment. And wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent him saying Lord behold he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is unto the death for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jump down to verse 11. These things said he, after that he saith unto him, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of his seat. Then, he, then, said, he, then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleeps, he shall do well. Basically saying, if he's, if he's sleeping, why don't we just let him sleep? Howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought he had spoken, taken the rest in sleep. Then Jesus, I love this verse. Then Jesus said plainly, Lazarus is dead. You're not getting it, guys. I was trying to tell you he's sleeping to build your faith. You're not getting it. You think he's taking a nap. Guys, 
He's dead. Skip down verse 17. Then Jesus came. He found that he had lain in the grave for four days already. Now Bethany was nigh into Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. Many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Verse 21, then he said, then, then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, both Martha and Mary repeat this exact same thing. If thou hast been there, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou ask, will ask of God, God will give it to thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Jump down to verse 28. And when she said, and, and when she so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly saying, the master has come and call it for thee. As soon as she heard that she grows quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in a place where Martha met him. The Jews then which were in the house, with her in the house and comforted her. When they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily, went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Notice that. She's going to the grave to weep there. That's a very important passage, and I want to remember that statement. When she got up, they said, Well, she's going to the grave to weep again. Then when Mary was come nigh, we just read this, but I'll read it again. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and Jesus also weeping. Notice this is the second time she's fallen at his feet. First time was in worship. The second time was in petition. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping with her, he groaned to the spirit and was troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Take me to the place. I want to expand for just a moment on this story because most of the time when we preach or talk about this story, we focus on several things. First of all, we focus on sort of the dialogue back and forth between Martha and Mary and Jesus and sort of the, the little things that went back and forth and Martha and Mary's discussion, but most of the crux of the story, especially when we talk about it, we preach about it, lies in the climatic moment of Jesus standing there speaking, Lazarus come forth, Lazarus comes out, wrapped in grave clothes, and they lose him, and this, it becomes sort of the catalyst for the the crucifixion to begin to take place. It was at this sort of moment of Lazarus's resurrection that sort of began to set in the motion of people starting to get uneasy with the ministry of Jesus. And it started to lead to the events that eventually led to his crucifixion began at this moment. And so most of the time we focus on that. But I believe that the reason John put this in the passage, this passage in his gospel, wasn't simply for the obvious stuff of Lazarus and the miracle and all the stuff that pertains, but there was something that was greater in this, or, or, or I say greater, but there was something equally as important in this as the healing and the restoration of Lazarus. There was a healing and restoration of Mary and Martha that took place in this story. If you go a little bit, you know this is Martha and Mary. These were the same ones as we just read and the Bible alludes to. These are the same ones that are referred to in the Gospel of Luke. 
because they did not have church buildings, they did not have places to meet. Usually they would meet in houses, especially when Jesus came to a town. We find many times he would go to a house. And in Luke, Luke alludes to the fact that he went to the house of Martha, specifically Martha. And in the Greek, it, it is phrased to the fact that it wasn't simply going to her house. Like I say, I, I, I'm, 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 uh, I'll use one of my daughters. I'm going to go to Hope or Charity's house. It was used in the context of not only was it her house, but she was the owner of the house. She didn't simply live there. She actually was the owner there. And so you begin to peel back the layers of who exactly these women were in the context of this story. Because of the phrasing of each one, in Luke's gospel, Lazarus is not even mentioned. Martha and Mary are mentioned, but Lazarus is not mentioned. He is not mentioned until we get to John. So there's several things we can take from that. First of all, we take by the fact that it's Martha and Mary, Martha and Mary, Martha and Mary, and it's Martha's house that Martha was the oldest. It's also something unique, and there's some debate within this, and I'm not here to say this is the correct assumption, but based off my research and my study and reading some things off others who are more astute in this than I do, I, I, I sort of lean towards this interpretation. I, I'm not saying this is the interpretation, but this is what I lean towards. That more than likely who these two individuals were, who were Martha and Mary, for a woman to have owned a house, it was not unique. It was not unique. It was not. It was not far out for a woman to own a house during those times. However, the way it was phrased that this was Martha's house and this was Mary, her sister, living in the house, leads to some things that that are different because. Being it's their house and the way it's phrased, it's it's kind of hard to think that both of these women were widowed. And that somehow Martha's husband left her this house. That this was her house and Mary's widow too. Because of the way it was phrased. So more than likely, these women were orphans. Because for to be Martha's house, and it would have been given to her. It would have been given to her before Lazarus was old enough to become the heir. So somewhere younger in life, their parents more than likely died because Martha was old enough to be given the house. How old, we don't know, because most Jewish girls were married around the age of 14 or 15, and usually most marriages were beginning to be arranged by 12 and 13 years old. The idea of romantic love was not found in biblical culture you did not marry for love you married for money you married for the goats or the cows it's funny but I'll give you 10 goats for your daughter okay well throw in a chicken you got a deal that's exactly the way it was in fact it, it's very unique we've we several times we've had the opportunity to go to Pakistan and minister in Pakistan and had to talk to people or try to sort of help people that were in arranged marriages. They're still arranging marriages in that part of the world. It's still an arranged marriage. The idea that you select and it's 
this love fairy tale, mushy, mushy, you know, roses and, and cute rainbows and cards is not something that is even in that part of the world, especially in Bible, biblical times. It was an arranged idea. The fathers would get together and say, I've got a son, you've got a daughter. Let's work out a deal. I can't, I, 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 it's hard to fathom that, what that must be like. Uh, it's hard to fathom exactly how that would take place. So this idea of this love and this idea of all this mushiness, for this woman to have been given the house, her parents would have died before being able to arrange a marriage. So you have these two younger women and a Lazarus, who was not mentioned in Luke, because more than likely he was so young, he didn't even play a part. But somewhere along the line, Jesus begins to befriend this family. That's why I believe lean towards the more orphaned idea because he befriended them out of compassion because of their situation. But obviously this relationship went on for enough time that John mentions Lazarus. He mentions Lazarus and he said there was a certain man. Problem is the word man is not in the Greek. So when you see a certain man named Lazarus, we think old. The word man's not in the Greek, so we don't know if he was old. But in, Jewish, in the Jewish culture, you're a man at 13. So he could have been a man or considered a man and only been 13. So I want you to think about the context of these women's life. Whether or not they were orphans or whether or not they were widowed or whatever it might be. The fact of the matter is, these women had been through some stuff. They were, they were not, they were, they were not, in fact, they were in a pretty well-to-do because of the sort of context and the Jews that came to their house. Not only were they in the situation, but they had, had to have come from some money. That's why the whole orphan thing seems to work out, that somehow they were given this, this wealth from their parents because they were very well-known in their community. And so you got to picture this. These women had not had a perfect life. And sort of their personalities play out and how they were dealing with their life because Martha was someone who dealt with life by doing. And Mary was someone who dealt with her life by relationship, love, caring. We find that play out. In fact, we talk about in the story of Luke where Martha and Mary and Martha's in there doing tasks and we see that word task and we think she's in there doing dishes and cooking and making biscuits and gravy and all that stuff. But that word task doesn't just mean natural things. That word task is also the word from where we get deacon, which is spiritual tasks. So she could have well off been doing things that were spiritual while Mary's at his feet. But you got this contract, but then we get this sort of story that begins to play out in this narrative of John in chapter 11 that we hear of Lazarus is sick. The word gets to Jesus. And I love how John, somewhere there had to have been something in this family because John makes the statement, Jesus loved Martha loved Mary, and loved Lazarus. That, that, that scripture 
and its phrasing is not found in any other gospel. The way it was just sort of like isolated that he loved Martha, loved Mary, loved Lazarus. That's very unique. So obviously there was this connection with Jesus. But this whole story begins to play out. We know this story. Lazarus is sick. Word gets to Jesus. Jesus sort of like says, well, you know, he's not really sick. He's just going to take a nap. And his disciples were like, okay, he was taking a nap. And he said, well, he's taking a nap for the glory of God. And they kind of look and say, why, why sleeping? I didn't know sleeping was worship. I could worship a lot more if sleeping was worship. And the Bible says, finally, Jesus kind of like, they didn't get the message. And Jesus says, fellas, he's dead. And we see the story begin to play out. And finally, he goes to that place. He gets there. He hears word. He finally starts to go over to Bethany where Martha and Mary were and, 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 and visit the family. And we find it's been four days. And Jewish law tells us that within 24 hours of death, you have to bury that individual. The law demanded within 24 hours, you have to have that person buried. So he had, we'd already had the funeral. We'd already had everything. We'd already got through all that. And now you show up four days late. And we see this dialogue take place where Martha runs to him. And she says to him in the first part of her conversation, if you would have been here, he would have died. And something about that statement strikes to the heart of all of us. Because we've all have said in some way or another, God, if you would have stepped in, this would not have happened. God, if you would have intervened, this wouldn't have taken place. God, where were you when I needed you? You're showing up now, but where were you when I called for you? Go tell Jesus Lazarus is sick. Tell him to come. Is he coming? No, he just says Lazarus is taking a nap. If you would have come, he wouldn't have died. And we know that this was something they had discussed because when Mary comes to them, the only dialogue we find between Martha and Mary was the fact that Martha tricked Mary into going to Jesus, said, Jesus wants you to be there. Jesus never asked for Mary, but Martha's saying, look, see if you can work on him because he ain't listening to me. And Mary gets there and she says the exact same thing as Martha. If you would have been there, he wouldn't have died. God, if you would have... If you would have intervened, I, I wouldn't be dealing with what I'm dealing with. I wouldn't be sitting here tonight hurting if you would have intervened. I wouldn't be sitting here dealing with what I'm dealing with in my heart if you would have shown up when I called for you the first time, when I prayed and I asked for you and you didn't hear my prayer and you didn't show up. Where were you then? And now I'm dealing with this. And I can't imagine what that must have been like because you got to understand as they're standing there that day and they're taking the dead body of their young brother and they're carrying it off into that tomb and they're standing there and they're watching and the crowd's gathering and they're weeping and they're mourning and they're still looking around going, it's not, it's not over yet. He might still show up. Just, just wait. He, he could be around. Hey, just walk a little slowly with the body. Don't, don't be in such a hurry. 
I carry that body in there, lay him down, and there's still hope. Still, a, there's still a slight chance. But as you stand there and you watch them roll that stone into place, with every effort and push of the stone, hope begins to slip farther and farther out of your fingers. Wait a minute, don't shut the door all the way. Can we just wait five more minutes and see if Jesus shows up? Martha, we've got to close the tomb. Can you wait five more minutes? No, 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 we've, 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 got to, we've got to do this. Just give it five more minutes. He, he might be right around the corner. I, we've already asked for him to come. He knows, he knows Lazarus is, is dead. Can you just, can you give him five more minutes? He, he loved Lazarus. He, he cared about it. He's been to our house. He's got to be coming. I know he's coming. I, I know he's coming. Just give it five more minutes. We gotta close the do- we gotta close the tomb. No, 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 no. I know, I know. You gotta do what you gotta do, but but please, please, no, no, Martha. I'm sorry. And can you imagine the sinking feeling that took place in their hearts when they finally saw the stone cover that hole? And they look around, and there's no Jesus. There's no Jesus. Where is Jesus? And they go home. And the first night, they sit there. Martha looks over to Mary and goes, you know what? We wouldn't be sitting here if if Jesus would have just showed up. We wouldn't be here. And Mary looks at Martha and goes, I I know. If he would have just been here, he could have just spoken his, and he would have been, I don't know where he's at. Day one passes, day two, day three, day four. Finally, day four, Jesus shows up and Martha goes out to him and says, if you would have been here, our brother would not have died. Sort of like saying in a little bit without saying it, oh, so now you're going to show up. Come on, let's be honest. So now you've got the audacity to come. You could have at least shown up at the funeral. Listen, if you didn't want to, if, if you didn't want to uh, uh, resurrect him, fine. But come be with us at the funeral. You didn't even show up. You come four days later, walking here with a big smile on your face, and we've been sitting here for four days, crying our eyes out. And they had this dialogue. And then Jesus asked this question of them. Because let's be honest, he had the power to speak and the word would be done. He had the power to say, it's okay. Just go down there, roll away the tomb. He'll be sitting there waiting for you when you get it out. He's already alive. So why did he ask them, take me to the place? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you imagine that? That not only does he have the audacity to show up four days late, but he wants to go back 
to the place because we know from the story somewhere along the line they must have been going back and forth to the tomb and weeping because when she got up to go, Mary got up, they all, all of them thought, well, there she goes again. She's going out there again. We should probably go with her and be just be there with her. I imagine for four straight days, more than likely, they went and they stood at that tomb and just touched the stone and just thought, what could have been if Jesus would have been there? What could have been if he had intervened? What could have been? And I've got this hurt. I'm dealing with this pain. If, if it would have just been here. And then Jesus says to them, take me to the place. Take me where? Take me to the place. God, you're asking me to go back to the place where it hurts the most? Just do the miracle here. If you're going to resurrect him, speak it. But don't take me back to the place where I've just spent all night weeping. Don't take me back to the place that every time I visited there, I'm reminded of what could have been and what happened and the memories and the hurt and the pain. And now you want to take me to the place? And Jesus said, take me to the place. Take me to the place. Wait a minute, God. Can't you do your work from here? Speak. And I know the man said to Jesus, the, the, the soldier said to Jesus, and Jesus said, you know, take me. He said, no, no, you don't have to take me. I know if you speak the word, it will be, it will be done. They could have said, Lord, we've watched you do it. Just speak the word. And he said, no, take me to the place. Take me back to the place where it hurts the worst. Take me to that place. Take me to the place where you're, where the dirt is still, still drying from your tears soaking the ground. Take me to the place that's imprinted by your, your knees as you knelt before that tomb and you begged and asked me to be there and I wasn't there. Take me back to the place of your greatest hurt, your greatest disappointment, and your greatest sleepless nights. Take me back to the place where you sat and you cried out and I wasn't there. I want to go to that place. Take me back. Take me back to the place. Take me back to the place that it hurt the worst. Take me back. And they go back and they, they take Jesus to the place that hurts the worst. And we find that what takes place in that moment, we focus on Jesus standing there and Lazarus! Come out. He could have spoken that from anywhere. Why did he speak it from that place? Why did he choose to go to that place to speak it? He could have spoken it from anywhere, but he chose to speak it at that place. At the place where it hurt the worst. And here we find Lazarus coming out. But you know what the word Lazarus means in the Hebrew? The name Lazarus in Hebrew means, it comes from the Hebrew word Eleazar, which means God has helped me. So when he called out to Lazarus, and Lazarus came out, it wasn't a resurrection simply of Lazarus, but it was a healing for Martha and Mary. Because they did not see simply a dead brother. 
But they saw the abandonment of Jesus. They didn't see a dead brother, but they saw a dead dream, a dead vision, and a dead prayer. They didn't see a dead brother, but they saw what could have been and what should have been. But when he came out of that place, something transpired in the heart and the life of Martha and Mary. Because when Lazarus came out, he didn't simply come out as a young man alive again. But he came out with healing for his sisters who were in a place going, God, where are you? And at that moment, the Bible says, God has helped me. He took me to the place that had hurt the worst. He called me back to the place I didn't want to go back to. He asked me to go back in time to the place that hurt the worst. But it was in the place that had hurt the worst that I found his greatest help. Because later on, church history teaches us, church history writes, and I'm not sure if the, the authenticity of this, but church historians of that, of the first and second and third century write about Martha and Mary and how the fact that became missionaries and traveled. In fact, there are some accounts that say Martha traveled as far as southern France, modern day southern France, as a missionary carrying the gospel. And, and, and literally Martha and Mary, after Christ, literally touched the world in their ministry as they traveled. I'm asking you today, would that have happened without a Lazarus moment? Would that have happened if they weren't willing to go back to the place? Would that have happened if they wouldn't have allowed Jesus to take me to the place? I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go back there. Don't take me back there. Take me to the place. Take me to the place. Take me to the place. Take me to that place. Why do you want to, why do you want to take me to the place? Because in that place I can help you. It's in that place that you're going to find me. Because you know what help is in the, in the New Testament church? Lazarus name, Eleazar, Hebrew for God has helped me. But in the translation of the new church, do you know what the help in the new church is? The Holy Ghost. That is our help in the new. He says, let me take you back to that place because it's in that place that I'm going to unleash in you an anointing and something that can't happen unless you're willing to let me take you back to the place. Don't resist going back to that place because in that place I'm going to resurrect something in you that can't be resurrected without going back to the place. But it's in that place that I'm going to resurrect vision. I'm going to resurrect anointing and my help is going to get a hold of you. I can resist going back to the place. I can resist and say, I don't want to go back there. I've been there too many times. I've shed too many tears. It's hurt too many bad. But Jesus is asking somebody in this place, take me back to the place. Not so that I can relive with you the sorrow, but take me to the place of resurrection where my anointing Take me back to the place of the anointing. Oh, I feel my help coming on right now. The Holy Ghost.
Ghost is in this place. Some of you resist going back to those places because I don't want to go back. God, it hurts too bad. I don't want to go back. Where were you, God, when I needed you? Where were you? How dare you ask me to go back there? If you'd have been there in the first place, I wouldn't even deal in with it. But you're going to ask me to go back there? Yes. But with every death is an opportunity for life. And you cannot resurrect that which is not dead. And unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abideth alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruit. We look at death as the end. But God looks at death as the opportunity for something new to rise again. And you say, God, I want you to work in my life. God, I want you to use me. God, I want you to bring something to my life. He says, okay, I'll do it. But take me to the place. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, God. Use me. Yes, I'll use you. But we got to go back to the, no, 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 no. I didn't ask for that. I don't want to, no, no. If you would let me take you back to the place. It's in that place, if you let me take you there, that I'll bring a resurrection in you. As hard as it is to believe, Brother Lamone, as hard as it is to believe, he had to let Lazarus die so that something could be born in Martha and Mary. Wait a minute. This is a God of love. This is a God of compassion. Why would you let that young boy die? Because there was a purpose greater. And if it had to be four days of sorrow so that the word of God could be spread, that was four days that were worth it. I can't tell you why God has let your Lazarus die. I can't tell you why God has let your Lazarus die. But I know one thing. In the death of your Lazarus is a resurrection of anointing. And you can resist going back to that place because it hurts. It hurts. It was a place of an abandonment. It was a place of question. It was a place of sorrow. It was a place of grief. It was a place where you felt forsaken. But don't forget, folks, he went back to that place because he went to that place and he went and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If he wasn't willing to go back to the place, he would have never experienced the resurrection. He's not asking you to do what he wasn't willing to do. He was willing to go back. In fact, he asked, if there's any way possible, let this pass from me. Look, if there's another way, please find it quickly that I don't have to go back. But... If that's what I have to do to go where you're taking me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. We say, God, you know, to go back to that place we feel exposed. We don't want to go back there. It exposes our hurt. Can you imagine? They're going back there. And everyone's whispering, there they go again. There they go. They're going back there to weep. They're going back there to weep. Oh, look, Jesus is going to go with them. He's going to weep with them. Oh, oh, look at this moment. Let's, let's capture this moment. And, and, and we feel exposed because we don't want everyone to think, that. look, 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 look. They're in that moment. 
And we resist that place because we don't want to feel exposed in that moment. But he says, take me to the place. Take me to the place. The Bible doesn't say how he phrased that, but I, I, I got to imagine with the compassion that was in his heart. I imagine he looked at him and said, take me to the place. I'm asking you, take me there. Take me back to that place. Because you don't understand it and you don't see it. But when we get there, we're not going there to weep. But we're going there because there's something that's going to be resurrected when we get there. There's something greater than the resurrection of Lazarus. But there's something that's going to be birthing you in this moment. That's going to carry you long after I'm out of here. And if you would let me take you back to that place, I will be your help. Oh, sitting here right now. The Holy Ghost is here. I'm asking somebody, don't resist going back there tonight. Say, well, I don't want to do that tonight. I didn't ask if you want to do it tonight. The invitation's been given. God said, take me to the place. Would you say to God, look, I don't want to do it. But Lord, go with me. Take God back to that place. Come on, take them back to the place of your greatest hurt. Take them back to the place of your greatest abandonment. Take them to that place of fear. Take them to that place of tragedy. Take them back. But when you go back, you're not going back alone. But there's something going to be resurrected when you get there. Come on, I'm asking somebody to obey the Holy Ghost right now. If you're not praying for yourself, I'm begging you, find somebody to pray with. God is moving in this place. There's something going to be resurrected in this place tonight. If somebody's willing to take the trip, you're not going to leave out of here with death, but you're going to leave out of here with life. Come on, there's a powerful anointing in this place. There's a deep move of the Spirit in this place. It's not here to condemn, but there's a deep move in this place of compassion that wants to bring a help in your situation. But take Him back, don't they? You say, God, I wouldn't be going through this if you would have been there. We can't answer the question of where was God tonight. The only thing we can question is, take me back. Come on, that's it. I'm begging somebody. I know it. I know the journey's not easy. I know that's the last thing you want to do in this crowd of people is to feel exposed. We feel like people are looking, but it's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. It's worth the trip. Take me back to my broken marriage.
marriage. Take me back to the abuse. Take me back to the sin and the shame. Take me back to that place. Take me back. I want to go back with you. Take me back to the place where they did you wrong. Take me back to the place where you felt forsaken. Take me back to the place where your heart was broken. Take me back to the place where your life was shattered. Take me back. But we're not going back to mourn. We're going back to resurrect that which was dead. Because there's something that's going to be birthed. If you take me back. Oh, Jesus. Take me back. Take me back. Let me go with you. Let me walk with you. Don't go alone. But take me with you. Let's go back. Come on, Martha. Come on, Mary. You've served him. You've sat at his feet. You've witnessed a relationship with him. But there's something in this moment that's greater than those moments. Oh, come on, there's help. There's help here. The Holy Ghost is here. There's help here. God has helped me. Lazarus come forth he was calling when he called out to Lazarus he was saying I'm asking for my help to come forth Come on, folks, I'm asking you, don't disconnect. If you're not praying for yourself, find somebody to pray with. There's something happening in this place. There's something happening. Oh, maybe tonight's not for you. That's okay. But there's somebody else in here that God's moving on. <laughs> 